Welcome to another episode of Pod Lumbo, a Columbo First Watch podcast. I'm Tammy Bobrowski along with Andrew Dezingle. Hey there, Andrew. Hello. Today we'll be talking about the episode Dead Weight. Now, you're going to have to remind me, Andrew, why we picked this episode to review. So I wrote down the 25 top episodes of Columbo from this random Columbo website. <laughs> and this was the next one in order. Okay. And I have to say, I can see why it's on this list because I thought it was really good. I didn't find anything to really pick on. So I'm pretty excited about this episode. Is it your favorite so far? Well, there's the novelty of the very first episode, you know, that we saw um, getting into that. So, so I don't know, but this is only our third though, right? Yes. I liked it better than the last one. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we need a little summary of what happened in Dead Weight. Yeah. A retired Marine Corps war hero must romance a woman who witnessed him committing murder into doubting her own story, while Columbo is determined to find out the truth. That very vague <laughs> <laughs> description. But it's pretty accurate. So this woman and her mother are sailing and they happen to see a general shoot another man which i thought this was an interesting twist from the colombo formula where we have a witness right away mm -hmm. and basically the episode is about convincing her to stick to her guns on uh testifying against this mm -hmm war hero guy yeah i wasn't expecting to see the what seems like a random witness at the beginning of this to be featured so heavily throughout the rest of the episode it wasn't just any actress <laughs> <laughs> suzanne plachette is no ordinary actress she's from the bob newhart show see i really don't know that that show like that show means <laughs> that show means nothing to me. <laughs> I know it because I'm also watching the show for all mankind and uh, spoiler alert on their moon mission. They only have tapes of six episodes of the Bob Newhart show <laughs> oh, God. and she appears in one of the okay. episodes. Yeah. So what do you associate her with? Just like a person whose name I've heard from. 40 years of watching television. <laughs> she was and, in the birds, which culture. I forgot. Yeah. She's her name has just always been there. And um, I think when I did look her up, she did a lot of voice acting, it seems like, and which she has a wonderful voice for doing that kind of uh, work with voice acting and like cartoons and whatnot. And then we've got the major general who committed the crime played by Eddie Albert from Green Acres. Is he a major general or a general major? I thought it was just general, but now I see that his character name is listed as major general. Major general. Okay. Martin J. Hollister. All right. Who, like most of our criminals in the show, is very sure of himself of getting away with this crime. <laughs> and this is by far the most poorly planned out crime we've seen. I did have to laugh because there is... Um... There's like no scarier question in these crime shows than when somebody asks if anyone else knows you're <laughs> where yeah, you are just or say, how you got never there. say <laughs> <laughs> which say you have a car waiting for you with some <laughs> friends in it 
because okay so the reason the major general shoots colonel roger dutton is because they were doing these government contracts with major general's new business and it may not have been on the uh on the level so to say mm-hmm. and they were about to be in big trouble but the only person which doesn't that was a thing i was confused by is why this colonel would be the only person that would know that hey wait a minute right <laughs> like wouldn't they still be able to figure out that these illegal contracts were going on even if they didn't have the colonel but well, I didn't the colonel really was him. very adamant that he was the only one who knew about yeah. it yeah again you should not <laughs> yeah he should <laughs> if these that. shows teach you anything do not admit you're the only person <laughs> yeah what if he would have just called him like he said he was going to do <laughs> He tried to do the right thing by telling him in person and it got yeah. him nowhere. That was that was his first mistake. Or I guess entering into a life of crime was actually his first mistake. So then Suzanne's character and her mother are sailing. She sees the crime. She calls mm-hmm. the cops. The cops don't really believe her, but the cops felt like this was above their pay grade because they're just lowly cops and they can't be trusted to question someone like the major general mm-hmm. so who do they call but old colombo <laughs> to come take the case which i thought that cop character was going to be a more of a player in this mm-hmm. show the way they were like establishing him by mm-hmm. making Sanchez. this possible romance with helen stewart but i guess that went nowhere colombo makes his appearance at 11 which. minutes and nine yes, seconds I, d- I noticed that too. You could tell that they were setting her character up, um, Mrs. Stewart, to be somebody that they weren't sure they could trust. And that was kind of hard to see. I don't know. Um, because you hate to see somebody get away with a murder. And she obviously know, knew what she saw. And so that was interesting how everybody was was not taking her very seriously. But, but Columbo yeah. kind of did. Yeah, Columbo, even Columbo was kind of pushing her around Mm -hmm. because her mother is a very overbearing woman who could not understand why she couldn't keep her husband who was cheating on her or why she can't find a new boyfriend and that she should be happy that the major general is showing any interest in her (laughs) i also thought it was funny that we go to a scene where colombo is just talking with her and she's just telling her whole daughter's life story (laughs) the worst mother ever yeah and she lives with that mother but apparently she lives in this very cool like condo where there's a cool pool parties happening at night it was very funny watching colombo walk by these probably like teenagers throwing a (laughs) pool party (laughs) it's totally out of place but the major general figures out who is uh who was the witness to this crime and so he starts putting on the moves on Helen Stewart. Yeah, it was really interesting because I, I had no idea what the major general's plan was to do with her. Like, I didn't know if he expected her to live alone and he would actually, like, murder her. And just yeah, get rid of I her. I think his original plan was to murder her. Yeah, but then there were two women there and then the one was quite comely. So um, he... He might have, like you said earlier, like he didn't have anything really planned out. So he might have even not been sure what he was going to do when he went over there. And then 
upon seeing her was like, well, I'll try to woo her into um, changing her mind on what she saw. Which I thought was a big part of what made this episode interesting of the three we've seen of just like this guy flying off the seat of his pants of just like (laughs) did not plan this out at all. And is just like from scene to scene, I feel like his plan is changing. Yeah. I think one of the fun things about Columbo is watching that interaction with that initial interaction with Columbo and the suspect. I mean, because you know, they're lying and I felt like, the major general is trying to be a little too helpful <laughs> um, again, because like he didn't have this all planned out. So uh, especially when he was trying to figure out, well, what, what did she see it through that window? Oh, well, I must've been standing here. Oh yes. I was doing that. You know, it just kind of, it was funny to see that because you knew as a character, he was like making that up and, and just seeing where that went, I guess. And boy, was he stretching <laughs> his stories because she saw two people, one in a robe and one in a <laughs> uniform. And he is like, oh, I was wearing a robe at one point. But I was also wearing a uniform at a different point. And just like trying on the old uniforms, you know, for nostalgia's <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because I forgot to mention that the major general is going to be honored for his yeah. 25th anniversary of his retirement, which is that something people do is celebrate anniversaries of retirement or is that just a military thing maybe they did back then um and also he was donating a bunch of guns and uniforms and things to a museum which will play into the episode later on so all that stuff is kind of laying about which i guess if he's a decorated enough war hero i guess that makes sense they'd celebrate Mm -hmm. him every 25 years or whatever (laughs) i really liked the house Oh, did you know that was Peter Falk's house? What? Yeah. What? That's actually his house that they show in the wide shot. I don't know about the inside. Okay. But the the outer, like right on the harbor like that? Yep. That was Peter Falk's house. Oh, my gosh. Which, holy moly, way to go, Peter Falk. (laughs) I know. Which, some other trivia about this episode is that actually Peter Falk was not pleasant to work with in this episode. Because he was promised by Universal that he would get a chance to direct an episode. And he felt like they weren't delivering on the promise. Mm-hmm. So he was being kind of a jerk. Wow. During the filming of this episode. Well, that kind of shatters the illusion of the nice guy. Which guest star Eddie Albert, this is a quote from him. He told Falk, I always wanted to meet you. I always wanted to work with you. But you're a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> So was it and, this particular episode he wanted, he was expecting to direct or just it like. It must have been. Oh, wow. I suppose if they use his house too. <laughs> so while this romance is happening, uh, Columbo befriends this restaurant owner who is known for his famous chili. And uh, you know that because the guy constantly brings up bowl of chili. <laughs> Which is by far my favorite part of this episode is when the chili guy played by Timothy Carey shows up in this episode. Do you know Timothy Carey? He looked so familiar and I looked him up on IMDb and I couldn't pinpoint anything that I really um, remember him specifically by. How about you? 
I knew him from John Cassavetes and Stanley Kubrick movies. And he's a guy that people love his work, but he sounds like the most unpleasant actor to work with. Let me tell you some a couple stories of Timothy Carey on set. <laughs> so, you know, the director, Elia Kazan. Yeah. Timothy Carey is the only actor he's ever physically attacked on a set. Marlon Brando cast him in One Eye Jacks and ended up uh, stabbing him with a pen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and when John Cassavetes came to visit his house for the first time, Carrie made him wear a bulky padded suit and then turned his attack dog loose on him. <laughs> and during the filming of Paths of Glory, he faked his own kidnapping for a personal publicity stunt. Oh my God. And Stanley Kubrick and the producer, James B. Harris, had to fire him. <laughs> this guy sounds like a blast. <laughs> but he's like, he's yeah. such a terrific presence yeah. on camera that i get why people yeah. keep working with him and they probably think like well he probably won't be that bad for my set and are wrong every time no one will ever learn <laughs> so okay i'm thinking of past um minor characters and there was like a investigator or something or a insurance investigator or something like that in a in the in the book episode i think um which we who we haven't seen yet again and now there's this guy so i wonder if we'll see him again the chili guy what do you i hope so okay it kind of feels like they were trying to maybe set him up as this who would be some reoccurring character yeah like to give the episode kind of a break but when they showed the chili from the wide shot, didn't it look green to you? It was I like green paste looking chili. <laughs> I didn't did get a look good look pleasant. at it. Yeah. Well, I had to see it because he was talking about how it was the best chili in the world. I didn't understand what happened. Did he like spill stuff on Colombo during that second time where he had to get him a new bowl? <laughs> well, he told him he would give him another bowl. Oh, okay. But I don't remember why. <laughs> okay. During the conversation, it helps solve the case because yeah. shows Columbo all his World War II memorabilia. And he's like, oh, I guess my wife is right. It's hard to uh, get rid of things when you have sentimental value. Yeah. I'm really curious if we're going to see him back again. And you see how much that meatloaf lunch was? Yeah. It was like a buck. Dollar 25. 25? Yeah. Holy moly. And it was 25 cents for French fries. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which this then led to Columbo rethinking those artifacts brought to the museum mm-hmm. and realized that probably that gun that he keeps talking about that he claimed was stolen years ago, there's no way he would let something that valuable to him just sitting around for someone to steal. So he brings Suzanne to the museum and traps them <laughs> yeah i mean do they still need her to testify they probably do i would think not because i guess they did a ballistics test okay. and it was the same gun yeah and the, apparently they've already had tested the gun because they had two officers waiting to arrest sure. him sure 
there's like lots of little moments in this episode. Uh, it's more of a look, you know, it's not really dialogue. It's a look like the major general, like looking at the two, two police officers who are there to take him away. He just like <laughs> looks at him <laughs> and they drop their arms, you know, and let him walk normally as, as they're yeah. leaving. And so I, there's lots of little things I liked about this episode. I thought it, it came to its conclusion nicely. It's um a little bit cliche, the whole, you know, why can't I find a good man <laughs> song and dance is a little cliche, but uh, she's just such a delightful actress that that I really enjoyed seeing her in this. And how great were her outfits throughout this yeah. episode? I thought they were all so cool. Yeah, they were. And hopefully she found a good man if that's what she wanted or <laughs> or just finds that happiness in herself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and I have her mom just like. Moves. I hope she tells her mom to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would you feel if you were one of those guys that has to sit and wait for Columbo to deliver his giant monologue of how he figured out that <laughs> this guy was the criminal and you're just like, I don't know. I guess are they paid by the hour maybe? <laughs> so maybe you don't care if you're paid by the hour. Yeah, justice is its own reward, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's probably a lot of eye rolling. <laughs> there's no doubt that they've heard this song and dance before. <laughs> so how great did you think Eddie Albert was in, in this episode, Andrew? I thought he did really well for what his role was going to be, which did you know Eddie Albert actually was a military veteran? No. So he did have that experience. Okay. I wonder how useful that was. I bet it was useful for the handling of the guns and oh, stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed his scene where he has Columbo on his boat mm -hmm. and he keeps stopping and going on the boat to make <laughs> Columbo seasick. I don't know what his end plan was, I guess, just to make him feel sick. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't going to be like, this will throw him off the case. <laughs> That seemed very <laughs> vengeful <laughs> of him to do that. Was I mean, was there like some kind of boating motor thing that that was necessary for? Or was he just doing that? He explained why he would need to do it because he was testing okay. something oh, yeah. on the boat, which I feel like this is the first time we've seen where the person actually one-upped on Columbo, <laughs> at least in something. That was kind of funny, actually. Yeah. I, I thought he was really good in this role. Um, he... I was I had a chuckle the thing with the boat I had a chuckle with because um he puts the colonel's body into the boat to dump it at sea and um he's wearing his captain's hat even <laughs> even like the, even like in the dark of night and I just that cracked me up for some reason. <laughs> I forgot about I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well when you love your boat, you know, when you're part of the, love the sea so much. <laughs> I also thought it was odd his plan was to throw the body nearby his house. Yeah. Seems yeah. like he would go further away. Yeah. That wasn't well thought out either. So what else did we see Eddie Albert in? Obviously there's Green Acres. Which aired this aired six months after the final episode of Green oh, Acres. Okay. Which I would not have guessed that it was after. Did you watch that show at all? I've seen episodes. I know you got that pig that mm -hmm. gets to roam around the house. You got Slim Pickens. 
I've probably seen episodes growing up, but I don't have a strong memory or fondness of the show. Except the theme song, I probably remember that. Green Acres is the place to be, and that's all I know. Yeah. Okay, the guy I was thinking is Pat Bertram. The guy who talks like this. <laughs> and he was the voice of the sheriff in the Robin Hood Disney cartoon. Oh, movie. okay. He was on Green Acres. Yeah. Okay. And that's basically all my Green Acres knowledge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Alpert, also from Roman Holiday. I just learned this last night. And, oh, really? And because um, I was looking through his bio and I'm like, Roman Holiday. And I couldn't, still couldn't picture who he was. And then, then I, figured that out and i was surprised because i've seen that movie like five times i didn't yeah, realize roman holiday him. he's like a hipster photographer yeah <laughs> and then to go to that to green acres yeah, yeah. Old looking man <laughs> so i i haven't seen any older i haven't seen any photos of eddie albert in his younger years but like in my head i think that his hair in roman holiday was red is what my guess is well, it was in black and white, so I don't know what color. Yeah, I was guessing. I couldn't tell. Yeah. There's a sheen to it that made me think it was like a reddish kind of color, but. Because I always, I knew he was in Green Acres because I always confuse him with the guy who's in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh. Because he was. George in, Papard. Yeah, he's in the A-team. Yeah. So I always knew that those two were in yeah. famous romantic comedies yeah. that <laughs> later on. 60s 70s mm-hmm. tv show <laughs> so are we do you want to well i guess tammy just uh just uh one more thing <laughs> did you notice the huge buff blonde man who was rowing by helen and her mother in the sailboat no it was just <laughs> randomly at the beginning this guy that's huge is on this paddleboard and just rowing behind them which really? made me think that this is just some random guy, not like an extra. <laughs> like they had to run after him and get permission to use this image. Yeah, because like they probably were like, look at this guy go. And or this guy just did not care that there was cameras. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to stop him from Nobody. his workout. I didn't see that. That's hilarious, though. I suppose now that should wrap things up here. Actually, just one more thing. <laughs> True. Did you notice the wonderful portrait of the Major General? Um, I'm not sure what scene. Was it part of the opening credits where they kind of zoomed in and there was a portrait of him? I think it was the opening credits. So basically, yeah. you know, you got a painting of of um, Eddie Albert, basically. Mm-hmm. And every time I see those in a movie, I'm always wondering, like, <laughs> who who made that painting? Like, how do they do that so quickly? Like, does does he get to keep it? Like, things like that. I always think about that when I see that. I just got to assume that they let Eddie keep it. I hope like, so. who else would want it, I guess, besides? <laughs> right, right. Somebody must be really good at doing fast art. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, they don't have a whole lot of time to plan those. But anyway, I was like, oh, that's a nice painting of him. I wonder if he gets to keep it. I don't think I have a lot of other ones. Well, actually, Tammy, oh. just uh, one more thing. You do have more. <laughs> Did you notice that Columbo never said just one more thing in this episode? I did notice that. <laughs> and I that was very odd. And it was very disconcerting. But he said a couple of he said iterations of it. Right, yeah, right. He, he would say like, uh, that, that reminds me. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. 
Let's not the he, same. I love how he does a little head kind of, but like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> puts, his, yeah. puts his palm on his head and no, what's yeah. And I suppose then, yeah, that should wrap. Actually, I do have one more thing, Andrew. What? <laughs> I do have one more thing. I was reading the trivia and I can't believe you didn't bring this up yourself, but um, something in the trivia jumped out at me about his first name. And actually it was because I said to myself, I don't know if I know his first name. So I went into the credits and then they don't really list it. And then I found something else that said that he's not really supposed to have a first name, but if you looked carefully at a scene in this particular episode, you can see a name on his badge when he holds it out. Oh, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't. Do you want to know what the name is? Oh, I do remember this trivia now, <laughs> but go ahead. It's Frank, but I don't think they ever call him that. But it was you can see it if you pause the video and zoom in. You can see that his badge says Frank. Another so. trivia thing I forgot is that there was books by Mrs. Melville on one of the shelves. In this episode? Yes. Like Mrs. I Melville wonder... from the other episode from the murder by the book episode oh, no way. so i wonder if that's going to be a running thing of we'll have to always check the books <laughs> well anytime they need a book in the background they can they, I mean, it's already made yeah reuse <laughs> that prop prop. over and over <laughs> all right what's our next episode the pod lumbo podcast will return covering the colombo episode short fuse <laughs>